one thing that we always do when we're on, is, is the last night on the challenge, we all sit there and, when we're having dinner or, or food and, and discuss or chat about what, what it's meant to us and what, why we've done it. And we've had different people coming along, so it's been a really interesting thing. And for me, I always say that I've had, I've had two on a bike because I've, it's been me and it's been my sister. Um, and I wanted to do something, do something for her. So I suppose it's always been a sort of driver at the back of my mind, really. That uh, you get one shot at this, and to do it well and to do it properly, and that's kind of that's kind of stuck with me. So it, it's for me, it's for, for health, it's for fitness, it's for charity, and it's for it's for for, for my sister. Welcome to the Ultimate Challenge podcast, where I, your host, Anna Ashbury, speak to the people who push themselves to the absolute max. But who are these people? Why do they do it? And who inspires them to take on these challenges? The man you heard at the start of this episode is Richard. He is 52 and is from Wrexham in North Wales. Him and his business partner are wealth managers, and they've been running their business for just over 30 years. Since 2008, every two or so years, Richard has taken part in, or has organised himself, extreme physical challenges whilst raising money for a variety of different charities. We decided that we, our first event would be a charity cycle ride, um, so we cycled Adrian's War, carrying our own tents and equipment, and um, we did the 80-odd 80, the 80 miles from, uh, from Newcastle to, to Carlisle. Really interesting, plenty of weather and, and lots of climbing on a couple of our first bikes are really sort of heavy. heavy. Um, steel bikes and uh, and carrying tents and everything. It was uh, it was great great experience, but really quite challenging. And we were we weren't very fit. Uh, We've done a little bit of training, but uh, when I think back now, my training rides would be twenty or twenty five miles. And today that would be uh, that would be probably just a, a quick dash in the morning. So so things have moved on. The Hadrian's Wall cycle, although challenging, was a success with the team raising around five thousand pounds for Hope House. Richard's father was an ambassador and friend of the charity, and so the success meant a lot to Richard and his family. Although Richard found the 80-mile bike ride tough, that didn't impact his drive to take on yet another challenge. So we, you know, on the basis of doing something every couple of years, uh, two years later that we decided that we would do our next challenge, and uh, ten years ago, this week actually, we completed Around Wales in eight days, where we, we cycled, uh, three of us cycled uh, Around Wales, calling at all the points and um, doing it in eight days, 500 miles. It was a fantastic challenge. Uh, myself, Lee, my business partner, and uh, uh, Paul, Paul Mewitt, uh, who worked for the Welsh, Welsh Assembly Government. That was a fantastic challenge. Unfortunately, Paul didn't complete it as he, he had a, a, quite a bad fall in um, Portmanic and, uh, and couldn't finish the last, uh, the last couple of days. But, uh, but it was a, an exceptional challenge. And, and Wales is, um, is not a flat country to cycle away. Richard's second cycle challenge raised money for Sparks, a children's charity close to his heart. With lots of mileage now in the bank from these first two challenges, Richard and his team decided the third challenge should be a big one. Land's End to John O'Groats. For this third event, the team decided to recruit two more cyclists. They set themselves the task of completing 950 miles in nine and a half days. So 950 miles, uh, we rate uh, we raised a good amount of money. Uh, top of my head, I think it was about ten thousand pounds. We we managed to raise, and um, it, it, it was probably one of the hardest things we've done. Uh, not least because uh, in the middle of um, 
in the middle of the challenge there was a, a really bad storm and there were landslides and we seemed to have picked one of the, one of the worst times to uh, to times to do it but it, we did it we got it completed and we got it done in time for the next event richard and the team wondered just how far they could cycle in 11 days they set their sights on monte carlo so we cycled from Wrexham to monte carlo and um, uh, again i think that was just 1100 miles in, um, in, in in 11 days uh, an exceptional trip through the uk ferry across to to france and then over to um, over to monte carlo taking in the alps uh, so monte carlo or bust as we called it we raised twelve thousand pounds uh, again but for different slightly different charities then we've, we've done around wales um, sparks madeline's john groats we've done sparks as well and then we've done we brought other charities like that they're in into into the fundraising for Monte Carlo. With the success of each event, Richard and the team kept pushing themselves to go further and further. For their next challenge, they wanted to cycle from the UK to Africa. But due to limitations with insurance and backup vehicles, the team settled on Gibraltar. They achieved this in 13 days and raised around £20,000. Each of the two, the Monte Carlo trip and the, and the uh, Gibraltar trip, we, we, we formed a group. So we formed a cycling group 10 years ago, uh, uh, Mike, uh, Barry and myself, and uh, uh, of, of kind of cycling misfits. And um, we, we, we got these teams together, um, designed the routes ourselves, the bought vehicles, planned it all ourselves, and, and, um, and headed off on both of the adventures. The, the, the later on the Gibraltar trip, there were 10 of us, there were eight cyclists, uh, a driver and a navigator. Um, and and it, was, it was fabulous, you know, putting Putting ten people together, um, uh, you know, for fourteen days uh, is a, is a challenge. And at times, it's like herding cats. But you know, with a, with a simple single mission, it's um, it, it it was it was really uh, it was really successful. And uh, yeah, we we've not we've not looked back. So we're kind of looking at what the next challenge is, and I think we've got some ideas. So over the last twelve or so years, Richard and the team have taken part and organised many challenging cycle events each raising a substantial amount of funds for charity. When I asked Richard why cycling, his answer was pretty straightforward. Cycling was something they felt they were all able to do and that they also enjoyed. Cycling was improving their health and they felt they could achieve a lot of mileage, especially compared to a sport like running. When I asked Richard what the main reason for organising these cycling events was, his response wasn't as simple. My, my father, my mother and father, um, have, have raised money for charity as long as I can remember. Um, sadly, I lost my sister when I was um, when I was 11 years old. My sister Sarah was 14, and when she uh, she died from, from she had leukemia and, and passed away. And uh, mum and dad were always really keen to raise money uh, either for leukemia research or, or other charities. Dad was in round tech, sorry, he was in Rotary. He was in round tech, but he was in Rotary um, when Sarah passed away. You know, he and his friends raised a lot of money for, for the Kenya research, and I, I suppose I witnessed that. And then when I was old enough, I went into Round Table, and, and Round Table in Wrexham is, you know, is a great fundraising organisation. We would go out, uh, you know, taking Santa on his visits to the areas, different areas every night, raising money and, and food for food parcels and for um, and for various charities. I've always felt that um, I needed to give something back. I've always felt that you know all these challenges one thing that we always do when we're on, is, is the last night on the challenge we all sit around when we're having dinner or, 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 or food and, 
and discuss or chat about what, what it's meant to us and what, why we've done it. And we've had different people coming along, so it's been a really interesting thing. And for me, I always say that I've had, I've had two on a bike because I've, it's been me and it's been my sister. Um, and I wanted to do something, um, do something for her. So I suppose it's always been in the in in, in, in a sort of the driver at the back of my mind, really. But you know, um, I, you get one shot at this, and to do it well and to do it, um, you know, to, to do it properly, and that's kind of that's kind of stuck with me. So it, it's for me, it's for for health, it's for fitness. It's for charity and it's for, it's for, for, for my sister. Richard found the first cycle challenge event difficult as he cycled into the unknown on a heavy bike carrying all of his own equipment. But that wasn't the cycle he considered the most physically demanding. Mountain to John O'Croats was probably the most challenging. You know, heading into a, a, up a mountain into a headwind in the rain when you're built like a sail is, is probably not the most, you know, the ideal situation. And there were some interesting climbs and, and some really tough days on that ride. They look, they all have tough days in them, and we, we get them, you get through them in, in many different ways. But um, I think I think yeah, Lansdowne to John O'Groats was probably the most physically challenging, although it's not the most. Um, it didn't have the most miles in it. And when you plan and organise events like these, it's not just the cycling that is challenging. Organising rides where you plan the hotels, you you plan the you know, the transport stops, the bikes, the mechanics, everything. When you plan that, and you know, we try and get everybody to do as much and take on as much as they can. Um, that, that's, you know, that's emotionally challenging and, um, you know, draining. So if cycling up mountains and hills is physically draining, planning and logistics is mentally tiring. I wondered how Richard and the team kept their spirits up and worked together to achieve the incredible successes that they've had. You know, there's always there's always the the jokers in the group. You know, I've got I've got friends, and I could I could reel off some names for you: the the, the Med and the Lee and the uh, and the Steve, who were the, who were the team jokers. You can always pick the mood up when you need it. You got you got your sensible people. You have got your navigators like Barry, who's, who's you know technologically adept. He can he can pull you out of any situation. Um, and then there's just the doers. You know, the the mics of this world who who will just make sure stuff gets done. You all come together as a group, and you all work really, really hard. Yeah, you have your, your moments. People have their, their, you know, their, their tantrums occasionally. But actually, at the end of the day, you come together. You have a laugh. We always do. We always have fines in the evening, so we have a session after dinner where everybody gets gets fined for doing silly things, and the money goes into the into the pot. So that's a good release, a good way of of um, you know dealing with things that have happened during the day having some fun with it um, and uh, holding a kangaroo court and, um, and then everybody moves on and you always start you know, from nine o'clock at night, plates clean, everybody starts again and it's a really good way of, of getting everybody moving on for the next day. Of course, cycle challenges like these come with difficulties and obstacles to tackle. When I asked Richard about a key highlight or standout moment from the events, he struggled to pick just one. Oh my God, there's hundreds. Um, <laughs> You know, every challenge has its moments, whether it's arriving at John O'Groats um, or bizarre things like finding a, a garden centre and having uh, and having the most fantastic food in the middle of nowhere. Uh, there, there's so many memories of this. But I, think, I think the last trip was so, you know, 14 days, 
10 men, different personalities and some big personalities cooped up together. It's a real challenge. And the, the, the highlight, obviously, reaching the top of Gibraltar and just lifting the bike above your head uh, was, was fantastic. Also, the fact that, you know, the mayor of, the mayor of um, Gibraltar was, was a former Miss World and, and one of the nicest people you'd ever want to meet. Uh, who made us feel so welcome and gave us permission to cycle up to the top of the uh, at the top of the rock? There's there's moments like that. The the fact that we had to get to the meet the mayor and we didn't have our support peak bit of vehicle with us, so we we were missing one of our party. And um, for them, we we sort of began the slow walk from from the border across to through the, the cobbled streets to the town hall in in Gibraltar. But to get there, we need to find that he was already there. And as we came around the corner, there was a film crew, a stage. There were there were chairs all laid out. It was uh, um, it was pretty incredible. I mean, we realised later it was for the it was for the Queen's parade later that day. But we, you know, we thought it was for us. But um, but yeah, so that was that was amazing. That that moment when we got to the top of uh, of Gibraltar and you realise you've cycled, you know, across Spain, across France, and um, and and quite a bit of the. Uh, Bit of the UK. That was a really special moment. In in, um, uh, in, in, in Monaco, arriving at that iconic uh, point um, in the harbour where there's a bar and ordering a, a nice a pint of, of cool lager and sitting there and looking at it. It's like that that scene from Ice Cold in Alex, where they're in the bar after having been through through the desert, and uh, you just you just got that nice pint of uh, of lager. It was. Uh, that was a, a, a pretty amazing, amazing moment. Um, after Landlands Giant Groats, you know, it's just an amazing, amazing challenge. I know lots of people have done it. Uh, and as you cycle down the hill into, into Giant Groats, we, uh, you know, that was really quite, quite emotional. In recent years, Richard has challenged himself in other ways. He put his bike in the garage and gave something totally unexpected a try. I did Strictly... Uh, at Nightingale House, we, I was asked to go and, and be one of the dancers on on Strictly, which which was uh, again an incredible experience. Uh, the Strictly one, the dancing one, was completely left field. I, I have no rhythm whatsoever. Uh, so to actually go and, and, and get a professional dancer and dance in front of uh, 320 people at a gala dinner was um, was way out of my comfort zone. It was uh, yeah, completely left field. So, uh, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, and I won't be doing that again. So I wondered what it was that had Richard exchange his cycling bike for dancing shoes. When you look at, you look at hospices, you look at the work they do and, and the service they provide, the, the Hope House and Nighting Up, it's obvious for me because of, I saw how, how difficult it was for my parents um, trying to look after a family and, and provide end-of-life care for, for my sister. And I think, you know, having seen that, it really, you know, I, I really can't watch anything, with, with, you know, any programme terrible. I, I'm a terrible lover. I can't watch any that because, it, you know, it's really still quite raw. Um, so anybody, any charities that are supporting, you know, hospice, um, uh, young children, babies, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm there. You don't have to ask me twice. When Richard was first asked to participate in the dance contest, he was required to attend an assessment evening. Richard was tasked with dancing the foxtrot, which is considered one of the hardest dances. His professional dance partner also wasn't able to attend the assessment, so Richard soon felt like he wasn't off to a good start. 
once I finally did meet um, my dad's, uh, uh, it was it was it was great. She she was um, uh, Kirsty uh, was brilliant. She she set my mind, made me comfortable, set my mind at best about what was going to be involved. And then we, we trained. We had um, I think we had eleven eleven lessons. Um, ten lessons. I'm not quite exactly remember how many were. I'd, I'd go meet her in Chester, and we'd we'd do, we'd do an hour lesson, um, and then culminating with us doing doing the actual event. So she taught me how to dance the foxtrot, and you know, I never thought for a minute I would be able to do it, and I couldn't do it now. Uh, but uh, but we we learned the dance and we did it. Although Richard was nervous leading up to the performance, he felt quite relaxed on the day. The dress rehearsal went really well which gave Richard the confidence for the evening. Enough confidence that him and his partner actually won the competition. We did win. I'm not quite sure how, but we did. <laughs> it was, it, do you know what, it was just a lift at the end. It was, you know, and no one was expecting it. And, you know, everybody in the room and, and the scene, I'd just picked her up and, and lifted her. It was, uh, you know, it brought the house down, which was, which was great. So from that point, I was, I was, I was going to do okay. So. With yet another successful fundraising event under his belt, Richard started to set his sights on what challenge was next to come. Richard and his team planned to hike to Everest Base Camp, but sadly due to the COVID-19 pandemic, this has been postponed. Yeah, so this is, uh, this is some of the group I cycle with. So um, um, Chris Davis, um, Lee Gamble, Steve Richards and myself, the four of us uh, are signed up to do it. Um, they're guys who've been in our sort of cycling group uh, in the past. Chris has cycled with us forever. He's an amazing character. He's a mountaineer and a mountain climbing instructor and a brilliant cyclist and, and has come from a position where he had a quadruple heart bypass for a year uh, uh, to, to being in a position now where he's, he's one of the fittest humans I've, I've, I've ever met. Richard and his team have faced many bumps in the road along the way. From falls, accidents and injuries to emotional and mental challenges, Richard and the team always work together and support each other to get through everything. But I wondered how everyone was able to take on so many physical and mental challenges on top of working full-time as well as raising a family. You just, you just fit it in. I think the gyms that we've been, we go to the gym and we'll cycle as a group. So whenever there's a challenge, we, you know, we've done, we, we try and get away and do, and do that once a year. The last couple of years we've been I get to Tenerife to cycle up uh, the volcano. Uh, we did it last year, fortunately it was this year. So we spend a lot of early mornings in the gym. So I try to get to the gym in the morning for when it opens to spin classes or circuit training. So try and get a lot of um, a lot of hours done, uh, you know, first thing. I mean, shattered in the evening, but you know, getting them out of the way just, just doesn't, you're not interrupting your, you know, the work day. Uh, evenings, try and get stuff done in the evenings, and then I've been trying to use week, weekends and balance again early mornings and, and, and time with the family. And, you know, she is the most amazing woman. She's she she runs she runs our office. She runs she runs the team. She runs the family. She runs the house, um, and she's so supportive. You know, she she just says, you know, get on with it, and and, and you know, she's she's probably one of my biggest inspirations. Richard thinks that for him, structured planning is the key to making goals and dreams happen. He often treats tasks like work to ensure they get completed. I was curious about how Richard continues to motivate himself to take on challenge after challenge. So I'm not, I'm not the fittest human being at all. I'm overweight. 
Um, I'm, um, I've, I've always struggled with, with with fitness. I've got asthma. Um, I, you know, I can. I, what I'm blessed with is the ability just to keep going. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not a physical specimen whatsoever. A lot of people I exercise with are absolutely phenomenal. I'm, I'm not a bill like that. Mine's just down to it. Um, and what I make up, I um, I trained with someone once, and, and he said, "Do you know what?" He said, "You're you're you, you know you'll outwork anybody." And I think that's the sort of mindset that I've always had. That is, I just keep going, and it's just about getting into your mind that. You know, it is difficult, but it will get better. I was, I was interesting. I was listening to, to Captain Tom talking TV the other, the other week on his phenomenal effort and this great amount of money he raised. And, and he said, you know, tomorrow will be better. And, um, and, and, and it's like that. And when you break that challenge, you know, when, you, when you're halfway up a hill, you know, it will be better. You will get to the top. You've just got to dig in and, and get it done. Richard hasn't yet got an end goal in sight. He wants to keep taking on new challenges and remain open-minded to different activities and locations. It's estimated that currently he has helped to raise over £50,000 for a variety of different charities. Richard has also helped to form a cycling group that ride together throughout the year, enjoying breaks from challenges to be more social, sometimes even enjoying coffee and cake. Richard is an inspiration to many people in his community, especially due to his own personal challenges that he has overcome. Um, I, had some, some, I had skin cancer last year, not, not melanoma, but I had some skin lesions removed. And I think that, that sort of sets you, you know, it, it sort of makes you realise that you're not bomb-proof and, and things can go, can go wrong. And I think that was a sobering, a sobering moment, really, when you think, well, actually... Um, you know, I, I need to take care of myself and I need to, I need to make sure I'm healthy. Richard and the team don't yet know when they'll be able to take on their challenge to Everest Base Camp. Richard is incredibly grateful to all his friends and family that continue to support these events. Richard feels that taking on these challenges has not only helped others, but that they have also had such a positive impact on his personal life too.